you're watching this right now, it's very likely that you have a mobile device, whether it's an iPad, an iPhone, Samsung device, or another Google smartphone, or any other smart device that you have. It's very likely you have internet connection, and therefore it's extremely likely that you have social media, that you stay connected with family, friends, peers, coworkers, colleagues, and you use social media to share parts of your life, and you can have a good laugh with social media, seeing your friends have a good time, and sharing funny memes, or sharing funny things. But beyond the scope of being able to connect with anybody that you want around the globe, I believe that social media has a huge negative effect on society as a whole. And I believe that it's a major cause for concern and the impact is much greater than you can imagine. So if you're new here, welcome to The Mill and Charmin Show, a show that discusses a variety of subjects through the lens of civil discourse. I'm your host, Millen, and today we're going to be discussing the subject of social media and the negative effects that I believe have been hidden from all of us. So recently I saw that on the Netflix, either CEO or someone, the Nef- some head of Netflix said that their top competition for streaming isn't another streaming platform, but it's sleep. And it's, it's crazy to me because they're, pro- they're trying to get people to postpone sleep, which is an integral part of our health, to stream shows, movies, TV series. And that can have a major impact on our health. But before I go into further detail, I wanted to inform you that I'm going to look at an NBC News survey that I will link below in the description titled, Social Media is Linked to the Rise in Mental Health Disorders Among Teens. So this survey found that that conclusion pretty much. Young adults born after 1995 are experiencing more mental health issues Researchers point to a lack of sleep and the rise of social media. Mental health issues have risen significantly over the last decade and the rise of digital media may be one reason why, according to a national survey. The research published by the American Psychological Association, or the APA, found sharp increases in the number of young adults and adolescents who reported experiencing negative psychological symptoms specifically those born in 1995 or after. So that's pretty much uh, millennials, Gen Z type of uh, generation coming up. Coincidentally, the greatest spike in symptoms occurred in 2011, around the same time social media burst onto the scene. No corresponding increase was observed in older adults. So obviously this does not prove anything as, there's like, what's, Excuse me. With surveys, it's hard to say something is uh, proof of causation, but more of a correlation. But clearly, there has to be a reason for why this is occurring, why our younger generation is suffering these mental health issues, but the older adults that the researchers are studying do not have that same issue or issues. It's definitely a concern. Also, the new survey found that young people are not sleeping as much as previous generations, which may also play a role in the rise of mental health issues. Sleep deprivation affects mood and is associated with anxiety and depression. This makes a lot of sense as like not only social media, but streaming platforms and such as Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and Paramount and all the other ones I'm missing out on or missing all the other ones I'm missing. All these shows are available for anybody at any time at any hour whereas my grandparents previous generation had tv shows that were limited 
to a certain hour in the day and they couldn't stay up later to watch anything because there'd be nothing on television. There'd be nothing on their phones to watch. So therefore they would go to bed, get sleep, get efficient sleep, not be exposed to light and have a better night's sleep. And therefore it seems to be the case that the mental health wasn't at its highest rate as it is now. Now, I know what everyone's thinking. Research wasn't research on mental health was not a priority back then. That's 100% true. However, when this when the researchers studied earlier, uh, when the researchers studied older adults, they did not see a similar pattern in anxiousness and depression that they see in young adults and teenagers. So what does that tell you? That there's another element at play here. And I believe social media is that other element. And also another uh, article that I'll link uh, below, which is also from NBC News, is titled that major depression is on the rise among everyone. This data shows. So even though this is from 2018, I do believe this is very applicable right now. Major depression is on the rise among adults, among Americans of all age groups, but is rising fastest among teens and young adults, new health insurance data shows. Depression rates also vary a lot from state to state. Okay. In 20, from 2013 to 2016, the highest jump in depression, which is 63%, were among the ages of 12 to 17. And from 18 to 34 years old, it was a 47% jump from 2013 to 2016. So basically from 12 years old to 34 years old, that those two age groups, there's a huge, almost 50% or more jump in depression rates in the United States. And again, these are old numbers, but seeing how so many people are on prescription medications for anxiousness and depression today, I do believe those numbers are very applicable and seeing how the rise of TikTok has affected millions of people in the, in the United States and around the world and how it's such a main part of many people's lives. I believe that these numbers are not, are, are, I believe these numbers are applicable right now, but the research needs to be more up to date. As I was researching this information, I couldn't really find articles before or articles after 2018. And I believe that's a problem because there needs to be more research on this. So, in conclusion, the researchers found that spending time with people face-to-face -face is the biggest protective factor against depression. We sometimes assume that communicating electronically is as good, but it's not. I could not agree more with this statement by the researcher because so many people uh, text and just message or direct message from social media platform to social media platform and assume that, okay, I, I messaged my friend, that's good enough. I don't, I don't feel like driving over to meet them. I don't feel like spending the time and, and the money and the energy to do that when I can just message them. But in reality, you're not getting that same interpersonal connection. You're not having the dialogue. You're not having meaningful dialogue and you're not having conflict. You're not learning skills such as interpersonal conflict meaningful dialogue and there's no effort there for trust to build when you're just messaging you're not talking about crucial things that are going on in life and even, even if you are messaging about it you're not having the awareness of empathy that needs to be that needs to occur when communicating with each other and that's why i believe i couldn't agree more that face-to-face -face communication is the biggest protective protection against depression because when someone else 
show, shares empathy with another, another individual, that's when it can be most powerful. So, in conclusion, so my, my opinion about it, social media is such a huge factor in our lives. And I use YouTube very, I, I use YouTube a lot and there's a lot of, if people say YouTube may or may not be social media, I believe that it is because you still have a uh, search bar, you still have subscriptions to it, you can follow certain individuals and content creators. So with that in mind, I still use social media for this content here. And I don't believe social media is going anywhere. It, it's it's so highly developed since the early 2010s and even before that. And the popularity has grown exponentially with the rise of so many uh, technolo technological ideas and advancements that I don't believe it's going anywhere. So what is the solution? I don't know. I know that's hard to say and it's not a fun thing to really say but I really don't know what the answer is social media isn't going away so there can't be solutions such as scratch social media off the surface of the planet and return back to in-person conversation only 24 7 I don't believe that's going to happen because we rely so much on technology for communicating around the world globally and domestically via social media but one thing that we can do is do more research on this and just be more aware of how we raise the next generation. So parents that are raising children of the next generation, use, your, use this research, look into it a lot more and see how you should raise your children. Should they be exposed to social media at such a young age? Is it appropriate for, there to be, for them to experience high levels of dopamine that are very similar to unhealthy levels of dopamine in unhealthy lifestyles and unhealthy habits? Do you want your child to go through these things? I mean, seeing that the depression rate is at its highest between 12 years old and 17 years old is when a lot of self-development occurs with adolescents. A lot, a lot of friendships are being built. Communication is key. Popularity and all these clicks and all these social media milieus that are being formed between 12 years old and 17 years old, it's very important for a young person's development. And when they're potentially suffering from cyberbullying online or just bullying in person, if, if it's happening online, you don't know about it. That's something that is a concern for all parents everywhere. And I think that it's a very hard question to prescribe. It's a very hard thing to answer to because this is a new phenomenon in the United States, at least. And I don't know what the solution is, but I believe we need to be more aware of what we're viewing, what we are consuming, the information we're consuming, and be aware of the motive of corp these corporations i'm not saying these corporations are evil for what they're doing but they created a product that inherently is addictive it's it, it has people always going on their apps 24 7. i mean there was one point where i was just when, when i was on instagram more frequently now i cut back on it but when i was on it before i would just open the app open the app constantly and then i would think to myself why am i even doing this because like my mind is literally being trained to just this addiction spiral of constantly opening and using applications, even though there's not really any net benefit for myself. So my, my perspective is be aware of what you're doing, be aware of your actions. And if you, you believe that you're consuming too much, if you notice, why am I using this so much? Why am I preventing, why am I just 
FaceTiming friends and just DMing them funny videos instead of actually speaking with them, instead of actually meeting up with them, having a meaningful dialogue, sharing, sharing difficult experiences and coming together. I believe that that is what needs to be done. So for all of you, for everyone watching, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Millen, and please comment, share, subscribe to the channel, and listen to your favorite, any of your favorite segments, and this segment as well, on your favorite platform, audio platform, excuse me. Thank you.